The following marketing information and discussion is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as professional guidance or consultancy. You should find an agency for that. Comexis is a digital marketing agency, so feel free to hire us. But otherwise, just enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Buyer's Journey by Comexis, a discussion-based podcast on the ever-changing marketing landscape. I'm Matthew McGordy, the social media content producer here at Comexis. I am Len Ward, the managing partner at Comexis. I'm Josh Lyons, the digital marketing coordinator here at Comexis. So today we're continuing our series on the quarter two 2019 earnings reports for some of the platforms and tools that we use as a advertising agency. Um, and today we are talking about two platforms. Um, we're talking about Spotify and we are talking about LinkedIn. So first we're gonna talk about Spotify. A lot of this is coming from Chris O'Brien on VentureBeat. Um, and just for reference, cause I'm gonna mention some Apple music numbers as well. Um, Chris kind of uh, compares Spotify and Apple Music because they're subscription music-based things as well, though, of course, I'm going to also mention later about Spotify's advertising revenue and things like that because at the moment, Apple Music, as far as I know, does not have that option because it's an Apple product and Apple has not yet thrown wide the gates on allowing you to advertise on certain portions. They'd make a lot of money if they did. as we've talked about multiple times in the past. Anyway, um, so Amazon, uh, not Amazon, Spotify has, uh, has said that they now have a total of 108 million premium subscribers, up 31% from the same period one year ago. Apple disclosed in June that its streaming service has 60 million subscribers, uh, a figure that also includes people in the free three-month trial. And Apple had previously said it had 50 million paid subscribers in January, not including free trials. Um, Spotify added a total of 12 million subscribers so far in 2019, and Apple Music has added fewer than 10 million. So you can just kind of see a comparison between um, the paid subscribers of both, if you are interested in there. I think it's interesting. Company's revenue for Q2 was $1.86 billion, which is up 31% from the same period one year ago, beating analyst estimates of $1.83 billion. Spotify posted a loss of $84 million for Q2, down from $158 million in quarter one and $439 million the year prior. Total monthly active users, which includes its free ad-supported tier, grew 29% in quarter two to $232 million from 108, not dollars, $232 million from $180 million in Q2 2018. And the company attributed its growth in part to the expansion of its podcasting offerings. Speaking of which, if you'd like to listen to our podcast, if you're not listening to it on Spotify right now, you can also find it on Spotify. Uh, and there'd be a link to that in the blog description. Uh, while many of these numbers appear solid, Spotify executives acknowledge that some of the disappointment with their subscriber numbers, they were a little bit lower than they would have liked. Um, Here's a quote from them. As we have discussed previously, our goal is to perform at roughly 70th percentile for our guidance range and we missed on the subs. That's on us. The good news is that the shortfall was execution related rather than softness in the business and we expect to make it up the lost ground before year end. I went into the earnings report specifically. Um, to look for some ad revenue numbers because O'Brien did not particularly focus on that. Again, the article was mostly focused on Spotify versus Apple Music. So here's a big quote 
from the specific Spotify earnings report about their ad business. Quote, for the ad-supported business, direct revenues outperformed our forecast primarily due to the strength in the U.S. Audio was our fastest-growing product for the third consecutive quarter, up 38% year-over-year, and Asia remained our fastest-growing region. Programmatic and ad studio revenue growth accelerated to 71% in Q2, and now accounts for approximately 30% of total ad-supported revenue. Programmatic growth in the U.S. exceeded 50%, and our next five largest markets in aggregate increased triple digits year-over-year. We're seeing increased demand for podcast advertising following our recent acquisitions and continued development of owned and exclusive non-music audio content. And while still relatively small, we continue to expect fast revenue growth from podcasts through the remainder of 2019 and into 2020. Over time, our our ambition is to reinvent the podcasting ad experience by building a new tech stack to enable targeting measurement and reporting capabilities like we have our core ad-supported offering. And that is all they had for ad revenue in the earnings report. Before we move on to LinkedIn and Microsoft, what do we think about this? Where Did they talk about the ad revenue? Yes, they did. Uh, I don't actually know if they have a total number. I'd have to look back at the, uh, okay. the PDF. Well, they're basically saying direct revenues outperformed our forecast, primarily due in strength of the U.S. audio. Um, okay, well, we currently do run ads on Spotify, uh, not our company, but uh, we have for, for our clients. We've just recently kind of stepped into this. It's something that we will continue to step into. The most important numbers to read out of this is the free ad supported tier, which grew 29% in the quarter to $232 million, uh, up from $180 million. That's that's a really, really nice size audience right there. I'd like to know what the domestic United States numbers are, because I'm guessing that's globally. So I really would like to know what the U.S. numbers are. Spotify is a really, it's, a, it's a, an awareness only. It's, you're not going to get conversions off Spotify. Uh, it's not even necessarily in the consideration phase. I don't think there's any way possible in which you can retarget this in any way, unless there's some way that they're... That, you can do a workaround based upon what they're doing. But it's it's a great awareness stage. It is the old school radio. So if you had money and did well on radio before in the past, Spotify is a good platform to have your brand out there to raise the brand awareness. One small thing I just yeah. want to mention. For reference, just by doing the math, uh, it looks like there's 124 million free users of Spotify on the ad-supported tier. 124? Yeah, because you have the well, they're saying, 208 million um, total subscribers, um, including the free ad-supported tier. So, oh. And then oh, you have 108 million subscribers, okay. so you just subtract them. I was going to say, that's a really large number. So how many is it? 124 That's still solid. Million. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that, just because we're talking about the ad revenue, like yeah. that's 124 million people that are seeing ads. So that's interesting. So you, you basically, you know, I think the way you would break this down is you want to try to find out what's the total U.S., growth like what are the numbers for the u.s and then try to and they'll be able to provide this their their ad platform what are the pockets like the philadelphia region how many people of the percentage of users are in there and then if if those numbers match what your product is and where you are you should be having some ad dollars on there spotify is a very affordable product i think you can get in there and start for like a thousand dollars a month the reach is pretty strong as you know you've worked on some of these things it's pretty easy to come up with a commercial They'll either do it for you right now, or you can do it. Yeah, and at the moment, the the uh, the recordings for you are free. There's no way they're going to keep having them be no, free. No, um, But at the moment, um, at least last I checked uh, about a month ago, they were free. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they continue that 
I don't know, probably for the next year until it gets popular enough that they need to start having people pay for it, which makes sense. They're obviously still growing their ad platform, so it makes sense to have, have it be as easy as possible, but I digress. I agree. It's just, it's a really, really good platform. You know, again, we always talk about how you would weight it and things like that. I mean, Spotify is something where, you know, you should be at that 5 10%. You know, if your marketing campaign, I would absolutely put in there. Again, it lives on the awareness stage, so it's great if you're trying to raise awareness of your brand, if you're trying to roll out a new product. I think Spotify does really well. And I think if I'm correct, Spotify, like we played here, is in quite a bit of offices uh, that are playing it, and they will play the free version. So if you're a B2B business, uh, it's also something that may work as well. But big fan of Spotify. I think it works well, and I think that Spotify has absolutely forced its way into the ecosystem of digital marketing. Uh, where everything is not just on a device and you're staring at it, you are also listening to it as well, which is good. It's welcome because radio is a great medium for advertising and Spotify is, uh, is doing that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I used to have a background in radio, so I, I can appreciate, I can appreciate uh, the, the, the growth in that in particular. Josh, what do you think? I mean, like Glenn said, we have Spotify in the office and I listen to maybe 50 to 100 ads a day on with the free platform. So... So like you said, for B2B, if you want to target me, you know where to find me. There you go. Um, but uh, personally, I use I actually use Apple for podcasts and I use Spotify for music. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a weird it's a weird balance where I think I like I like the the Apple podcast just because it's it's like cleaner and it's easier because it's only the podcast networks. Yeah. There's no music involved, but then on Spotify if you could search for you could search for a podcast you could still get music similar music types that pop up um, but on Spotify I am a part of the free ad tier mm-hmm. because I realize that I don't listen to as much music One anymore 124 million yeah so so Apple podcast there's not doesn't matter but mm-hmm. but I used to be a premium user that didn't have ads and then I decided to change off of it because I realized I didn't listen to as much music anymore. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, like I don't mind hitting, getting the ads and they don't come, they don't come as frequent. But what I do like is that they come in waves where you'll listen to 10, whatever it is, 10, 15 songs. And then instead of just like one ad, every three or four songs, they'll give you like five ads in a row after 10 to 15 of them. So you sort of get like all your ads in one Spotify, does this? Spotify which okay. I like because if I've listened, if I know ads are coming and um, and I'm listening and I get to get a bunch of music in, then I don't mind listening to four or five in a row because I know they're coming at some point and at that point, why not listen to it? Yeah. What I didn't like is when they used to have every two or three songs, they would hit you with one and then you go, okay, like I don't wanna hear this. So I think they've actually slightly changed their algorithm to make it more more like, it's more of like a TV commercial where you yeah. get you get your show, station. you get, or a classic radio station, you get your, your show or your songs or your album, whatever you want to listen to, and then they hit you with a bunch in a row where you actually don't mind it. You don't it. mind it because, yeah, because you're like, oh, you're even taking a break mentally exactly. from the music as well. Exactly. The thing with Spotify is Netflix came out last week on earnings and they were saying how they're never going to let, you know, ads on and they're not going to do subscription. The stock got beat up and everybody in the back of the room laughed and said, okay, Netflix, we'll talk to you next year when you actually start doing that. Um, but this is like Netflix where it's a subscription-based model and you have to wonder at what point do they flip over and say we're a free product because you can make more money on advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, because based upon their users of 232 million, go look at the numbers that, um, that Twitter are doing, go look at the numbers that Snapchat are doing, they may want to reconsider that thought. But it's a very good mix because 
yeah, we do make money on advertising, and here's our free base. Oh, and here's the people who pay. I pay for Spotify. I also pay for Spotify. Yeah, and it got me in December for that two dollars. Well, like yeah, four I'm, months I'm, or I'm a family account of ten bucks a yeah, month. I, I had kids on it. It's great. I did in college. I had the they did a student deal. It was a dollar a dollar a month, and then I had to. It didn't matter if I listened to no music or all the music in the world. I was doing it for a dollar a month, and then. And then I wasn't going. I didn't want to do like the ten or fifteen it is now with the amount that I listen to. So that's that's why I just, I use that's why I just day. take the ads. So and I just listen to them. There's so many, there's so many um, options right now for music. But I think you know you're talking about Apple. You're talking about you know Pandora, which was recently acquired by Sirius, uh, or what is it, Sirius Radio? You know, so Spotify is clearly emerging. Um, I think the simplicity of Spotify is great. I don't know if you use it with if you go to Alexa, it's great. You can say, hey Alexa, play Spotify. Bam. I even have Alexa tied in. Hey, Alexa, play you know Sirius Radio, this station. So the easiest easiness of it is great. Which kind of really, I don't know if you remember, they had the system called Sonus about a couple of years ago. Oh, this yeah. you know, so that the Alexa thing's kind of ruined that. But so Spotify, it's 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 a it's a great platform. It's a platform if you're if you're in an industry where you're trying to raise awareness and you're finding yourself really not maybe cost prohibitive on Google Display and you just like you're an attorney or a personal injury attorney, just something where you're like. Yeah, kind of a little saturated. I know I got to be on there. You know, Spotify could be a really good tool and affordable way in which to get your message out there in a really competitive environment or a competitive marketplace in a competitive actual location as well for an affordable rate. Uh, it's it's effective, but again, it's awareness. Don't go looking at your your uh, analytics and saying, "Well, I'm not getting any conversions from it." You're not. It's just going to be part. It's going to attribute to a conversion. So yeah, if you get a conversion on it, good for you. Congratulations, <laughs> uh, you did a great job. Most people don't. Yeah. Um, oh, I threw away my paper. We still got to talk about LinkedIn. And that's exactly how we feel about LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so that's ironic that you just did that. So to, I did throw away the paper, and that's how we feel about LinkedIn. But they actually had, had some, some nice number improvements. So this is, this is from Microsoft's earnings report. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Microsoft's just generally and then kind of go into the, the specific LinkedIn numbers from um, their earnings report because there's not a whole lot of them. Um, so Microsoft's uh, earnings for its fourth fiscal quarter of 2019, they they do it in that system. I don't know why because I don't I don't understand why do they do it and why is this their fourth fiscal quarter? Is it just like how a certain calendar works out or something? Uh, yeah, I guess that their calendar year. I'm that's interesting. I guess that their calendar year must start. Yeah, probably start starts in starts in Q3. Uh, they could, do three to. They do three, four, one, two. Is it like an international thing? I really don't know. I would have to find out, but I'm guessing, like, you know, we have clients where their calendar year is July to July. Yes, so that's that, true. Okay. So I'm guessing that's, it's just something as simple as that. And considering my past life, you know, in on working on Wall Street, I probably should know the answer a lot quicker than I do, but I don't know why I don't know it. So, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, point is, their fourth fiscal quarter of 2019, so in this case, it's not Q2, it's Q4, uh, included revenue of $33.7 billion and net income of $13.2 billion and an earnings per share of $1.71 compared to a revenue of $30.1 billion, a net income of $8.9 billion, and an earnings per share of $1.14 in Q4 2018. So, and all three of the company's operating groups saw year-over-year growth. So basically, they've had great, great numbers. LinkedIn, in particular, revenue increased 25% up 28% in constant currency, with record levels of engagement highlighted by LinkedIn sessions growth of 22%. Operating income for Microsoft increased 878 million or 25%. So gross margin increased 1.2 billion or 16% driven by growth in office commercial and LinkedIn. 
gross margin percentage increase due to gross margin percentage improvement in LinkedIn and Office 356, 365 commercial, offset in part by an increased mix of cloud offerings and operating expenses increased 314 million or 8% driven by investments in LinkedIn and cloud engineering. And that's basically all the numbers we got on LinkedIn. So I think that there's a couple things. Yeah, number maybe next time we'll do. Uh, we should extract what what Bing's getting as well. Uh, that's a good point. Bing ad Actually, revenue. Yeah. So that's I think a, we should kind of you know look at that. Uh, the thing with LinkedIn's revenue is that you know you may say, okay, well you know, look, you know, Len, you tell us if the revenue is increasing and if the stock price is going up. I think Microsoft. I haven't checked that recently, but they're doing well. Uh, well, we're going to put ad dollars in there. Well, no, because LinkedIn is one of the actual ad platforms where they make money on actual premium profiles. They make money on, uh, you, if, you know, if you're a job hunter, or not, a, yeah, if you're, you know, you're trying to, when we go hire people, sometimes we'll use LinkedIn and we'll pay for it. So that's where they have products that are away from actual advertising dollars. So until Microsoft comes out and says, or we can look at numbers, and I'm sure you can pull these numbers, this is specifically what LinkedIn's doing, here's their growth and so forth. At that point, everybody kind of knows, unless you are a, um, you know, a job placement company, uh, or maybe you're looking to hire somebody, maybe a couple other small things. At this stage of the game, we really don't recommend LinkedIn for the majority of the clients we have. There's some, you know, there's some stuff, some compliance clients, uh, maybe some legal business clients that we put in there, but I don't really use LinkedIn for news anymore. I mean, yeah, I've curated my own Twitter feed and I will actually follow a ton of stuff on Facebook that, that's relevant to me and I'll go through it. And the news I need also is dumped on my email every morning and I kind of start off with that and I go from there. So I, I think LinkedIn has really done themselves a disservice because they were really, really going in the right direction. It's literally become a spot right now where people are looking for jobs and it's almost like if you're gonna do business with somebody, you'll connect with them. Uh, I'll have that, you know, frequently when we work with a new client, like we'll connect. So obviously they want to see my background before they invest in this, which they should. Um, so I think it's good for that, but it's not become a destination spot to go look at news and everything else that's going on. At least from anyone I'm talking to, anywhere out there, it's not really it. Um, although, again, we've said before, if you're looking to, I get pitched every single day about if I'm looking to increase the rankings on my website, you know, I should maybe contact them via messenger so yeah I mean I don't I don't have much to add to that I, I mean I, I think um, I completely agree everything I see with LinkedIn is it's either people in mail messaging me and yeah. I don't want to read it or be bothered by it or it's other people that I know asking if there's any jobs anybody has anywhere it's like okay we know what it's used for it's yeah. a it's, it's, I, I just <laughs> it's not it's and it's very cost prohibitive it's not yeah. this is not, right now this is not worth investing dollar wise again unless you are a job placement company or one or two other industries yeah then put some money in there but it does not fit in our buyer's journey ecosystem right now and it, it, the max i'd ever have an investment with a client will be five percent and that's even that's pushing it i mean i will say it's good to see that their uh, sessions growth have uh, been jumping up 22 percent we've talked in the past um within the last year specifically you know uh, more advanced video features coming to LinkedIn, things that Facebook basically has already, um, some different emotes and stuff like that that you can use, some reactions, things like that. So it's it's good that they're adding these things, that sessions are growing, but I, I completely agree with you, Len. I, I think it's just, from an advertising perspective, it is, it's tough. It's, yeah. There's there's not a, a huge reason to, to do it. So, well, that's all for today's episode of The Buyer's Journey. Check us out at Comexus.com, YouTube, and anywhere you can get your podcast, and follow us on Twitter at buyers underscore journey. Thanks for tuning in.